0: Played what was it? I think Uh, wasn't it Diablo Moral did that where you could like, whoa, what are you doing,
1: bro? What are you doing? This is a what are you doing to the space, bro? You just said that
2: out loud. God bless, sorry, but they
0: sorry, autoplay feature, man. I mean, come on, really? Like, if the game is that freaking boring, you know, don't make it,
2: don't put an autoplay
0: feature because people don't like you know, want to AFK and get their loot.
2: Just kind of feeling a little dirty and grimy all of a sudden. The hell just happened? How can that happen? Trauma! (laughs) Welcome to Ashes Pathfinders, your dedicated and trusted Ashes of Creation podcast. Join us as we share in the journey that reignites the embers and rekindles the flames in the hearts of those long left to cinder. I am your host, The Ashen Herald, and I am joined today by our returning Pathfinders. What? What's going on? I've got the shirt. What? What?
3: <laughs> I mean, lies and slander, bro i got the shirt okay
2: i got the shirt so no matter you know that obviously means it's me so introduce yourselves gentlemen <laughs> front in, you know gentlemen w- welcome i i'm your host some more friends Let- welcome in and we do have our co-host here the and harold Daedalus. welcome him in and also armored cell everyone's favorite uh what Oh, you're good. I hear you. Oh, um, it's okay. They worked. didn't hear you. <laughs>
1: oh, something you said. <laughs> oh, oh, you little, little Oh, that turd. was not on purpose, but it worked out so good. <laughs> Welcome in, Daedalus. Glad to have you here, buddy.
0: Just going to say this, <laughs> the Dark Overlord is real. That's oh,
1: all. It was not a Freudian slip. It was not on purpose. I swear, that was just a, It was totally intentional. Mistake. That's why no, it was it wasn't a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> it was it, totally no, this isn't going to go Don't worry, for you, you got
0: yours, bro. You no, got yours.
1: this is I'm where saying. people take clips of me out of context and then frame it in an unfair way against me. I swear it was an accident. Also welcome in, Armin Stel.
0: <laughs> you just be, messed man. up with some high-quality h is all I'm saying, man.
1: Look at how That's many a... people are just giving me grief in chat, man,
2: all Yeah, of because sudden.
0: everybody loves Daddy Day Day. That's right. Everybody Day. loves Daddy
2: Day Day. That's right, Daddy Day Day. You're all friend. Okay, let, before we dig in on this episode, Made it weird. everybody. <laughs> Made it weird. Yeah. Before we dig in, got to give a shout out to the home of this podcast, which is AshesHQ.com, the community curated website for all things Ashes of Creation. And also, shout out to all the Imperial Flames who are the supporters here on Twitch and over on YouTube. Uh, thank you so much for keeping this community's flames bolstering greater week after week. Now, this week, we've got some things to talk about. We're going to be talking a little bit about mechanics and why they matter. Um, but as always, if you want to show us a solid this week, which I encourage you to do so, go over to our uh, all of our places, all the podcast places, and uh, give, us, give us a thumbs up. Give us a like. Give us five stars. Leave a comment. And if you do, um, we will play, read that here on the show. Um, you can find that all linked over on our Twitter at ashes pathfinder and right there you'll see at the top pinned to the feed all the podcast places uh so you can you can do that um gentlemen why don't we play a little catch up here how's your week been what's what's new in your in your world and uh and yeah what's been going on with you
0: uh not much new, just uh, you know, been playing the little V Rising. You know, we miss you there, my 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 buddy Dio. You know, you should come so, back. So right. I'm check, not gone. Check
2: things out. I'm not why'd you do something else?
0: I, I'm not gonna confirm or deny. Well, I'll be that. on
2: there tonight after the show, so Excellent. Perfect.
0: um I mean, yeah, it's good to have, it'll be good to have you.
2: Oh my god. Yeah, I've
0: been playing V Rising. I've been actually starting to play Spider-Man Remastered okay. uh, again just because I saw the trailer for Spider-Man 2 which looks amazing. Uh and uh yeah, just been doing that. Um you know, finished up the read-through of your book. Oh yeah. Nice. Thank you. Yeah. So, um,
2: I you know, the I'm last really... chapter of it last night and I was like, oh God, I, I messed, I dropped the ball on a lot of that, didn't I? That was, that was Vince Sims falling asleep work right there. Was, yeah. It was all it good. Was it's like, all good. Oh God. You just, you just
0: need to take time yeah, is... and your thing, man. Yeah, but yeah, it, cool. it, it's, it's... finished it yeah, too. It, there it is. There yeah. it is. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that, just working. So yeah, it's just been a little bit of gaming, a little bit of work and,
3: you know, the old,
0: uh, the old same old, same old.
2: Nice, man. What about you, Armored Cell?
3: I've got, like, five days left or six days left on my Deep Rock grind. I'm, oh. like, four levels away, so I'm really looking forward to my cosmetic that I've been earning.
1: Oh, right, um, right.
3: My friends also found a mod that allows more than four players to jump in, but it also scales all the, all the monsters as well, so, like, we've got, like, up oh, to, like, eight players that jump on at once, and this makes it so chaotic because the resupplies for the weapons... It's only for four people technically mm-hmm. so as soon as you do a resupply there's not enough for everyone and you start running out of ammo and this becomes real hectic real quick
2: wow, that's crazy man yeah i remember you talking about the cosmetics you get last time um that you earn yeah, yeah that's pretty interesting man um God, what have I been up to? Uh, I've been doing some different games, right? A little bit of Street Fighter Six. Uh, man, there's all these game previews that have been popping off that I still need to go and watch the rest of tonight. Like, there's like an Avowed trailer to check out. I was watching some of Starfield. I was a little. I'm very, very critical and hesitant when it comes to Bethesda, Zenimax. When it comes to freaking Activision Blizzard, like I'm hesitant because they keep they keep dicking the community over. My opinion, right? And like I'm not really down with that. You kind of lose my, you kind of lose me as a customer when you do enough of that. So I'm kind of at a place where I do not purchase. I don't buy, I'm not playing Diablo 4. I'm not, you know, I don't have any plans to get into any of that stuff. I, you know, probably I'm at this point where like if I get slung a Starfield key, right, by the developers to like showcase it, then I might do it. But yeah, it looks good. Don't get me wrong. I was watching the video and it does look promising um but also it's bethesda so they're not the bethesda of in my opinion so i'm kind of a little hesitant i'm hopeful though because it would be great if they did, did a great job with it i mean it certainly looks like they've they've really thought about a lot of things when they say a thousand worlds though i'm like yeah it's, it's... all procedurally
3: generated exactly quest is what they said yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, i'm getting flashbacks to uh to 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 no man's sky Oh. Yeah, but
0: I mean that, No Man's Sky movie. did end up turning it around. I haven't yeah. played it like oh, in
3: detail, but oh, I do, what I have played I really liked. Mm-hmm. I have my respect like, for that but at the same time I can't they, they did something to me at the very beginning when I was just, like trying to find my friends, found out, found out I couldn't. I was like, "Nah. Oh um, gosh. Why can't it yeah. stay? how good it is now. I can't I can't go to it." Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. I'm hesitant, but I'm, you know, I'm open to it. Like if they do a good job and they're not doing anything scummy, like then I'll give it a chance, but I, I'm kind of like, I'm going to wait. I'm not like, let me, let me, let me like drop my money to find out. I'm more of like, let's find out. And then maybe I'll drop my money kind of a thing. So,
0: yeah. The big saving grace of, um, game pass is you can get a lot of day one stuff like this and you don't have to shell out an additional dime. And I, I actually like that because there's there's definitely like some games that I'm like, oh, I totally want this. It's coming on Game Pass, and it's Mm -hmm. like a just not what I'm like expecting or find fun, and it's it's good because it does take a little bit of the sting out of doing like the pre order thing and getting your you know dreams dashed.
2: Yeah, I think on the Starfield thing, I got up to about what I get up to, like them showing off the watch or whatever yeah the like... collector
0: decision stuff i just like i just ignore <laughs> yeah. it's like the fallout helmet i don't give a mm, you I, know I i'm just good don't. who, who
3: yeah. not pre orders anymore like seriously who i i honestly
2: anymore? really don't i i just yeah. i download pretty much i mean i did that with tears of the kingdom i was like eh. if i want if I, I don't want even to... have
0: like a hard yeah. like a drive that i can put it in anyway so everything's <laughs> got to be downloaded and I, mean, I don't need it because i'm like i don't want to deal with all that garbage <laughs> i used to do that with um like with wow i would like buy the collector's editions you know i mean yes. they, and then they ended up moving to keys anyway but yeah i don't have
3: physical media like at yeah. all yeah i think that my last pre-order was like skyrim when it when they had like the um mm. like the dragon the the on the statue i got that that was the last one i think I got.
2: what the hell was the last thing i did that with i'm like trying to think about it it was either god it was and it's okay that i'm thinking i'm thinking about it's hard for me to remember and go back Um, i'm thinking it was either one of the elder scrolls online expansions maybe in, but they included like, you know, some pretty cool looking little statue things or whatever. So maybe that was it. Ah, you know what? what? No, no, that didn't. That wasn't included with it. You no, know, no, no. It was the Elder Scrolls Online. It was uh, Blackwood, which and then I was like, oh, well, that was a mistake. So,
0: yeah, I did that yeah. with the Old Republic. So I have that Revan statue, which I don't even know where it is now. It's probably in storage somewhere. <laughs> and I think I did something with like Lord of the Rings, but it wasn't. on. It was like the videos and I got like a little golem statue. But again, I don't know where it is. Yo, that Gollum
2: game got freaking pummeled, dude. Oh my! Yeah.
0: I mean, I haven't even looked at any of the reviews. I just no, like saw bad. the graphics, and I'm like, mm, no.
3: Yeah, I watched
2: somebody playing, and I was like, oh, oh no.
3: Oh, I, I'm man. watching. I see the comparison to like this Gollum to like the old golem and the other games, and it's like, what what happened to him? He went to Looney Tunes, like it's completely
2: different. Of, yeah, it, they didn't. Uh, I don't know, man. From what I was looking at, they kind of missed the mark, but. Um, you know, these are the situations where I, you know, as much criticism as Ashes as of Creation gets, these are the times when I'm going, you know, they're doing pretty damn good, aren't they? <laughs>
1: they're they're doing they're doing all right. They're actually doing pretty damn good, aren't they?
2: Yeah,
0: I have much more faith in their potential final product than I do in anything that's out today.
2: No. Yeah.
0: Um, definitely. It's like there's just no quality control anymore or no, like, like you were, I think you were saying before um about companies in general, looking more towards the bottom line and their yeah. target consumer group. I mean, it yeah. just, it just totally feels like that. It's like, you think, Hey, if I just check a box and I can make money and it's like, no, if you go back and look at history, like the, the games that made money and were popular were the ones that have heart. I mean, look at games like V rising, you know, it, in early access yeah. and it exploded because they took their time and they did something you know different and special so it just mm. uh it just happens you know you you gotta go there if you put the consumer first then you're gonna make money if
3: you put the bottom line first you're not <laughs> yeah that's that's the problem right when they have like the high execs like telling i hey, post your game out now even though that you you've still got like Game-breaking bugs where people can put URLs in the in the chat and take over like certain things and yeah no
2: yeah no kidding um we've got two things to talk about today right we've got the Q and A bit from the last developer live stream and we've got the dev discussion I'm feeling more like I want to do dev discussion first. I had it like listed like ah oh, we'll do the Q and A well why don't we follow up the Q and A last and then with which is like from a, again the developers live stream and then we can we can we can look at that last and let's talk about the boss mechanics uh, discussion the reason I feel like this is a good one to to go into first is because of the fact that last week this was literally what we were talking about was the boss mechanics and uh, I'm going ahead and throw that up right now so y'all can see they actually have some pretty cool artwork that they did for this um i like it i've been noticing as of late i've been i don't know the stuff that goes out on like twitter or social media almost exclusively it's, it's looking looking pretty good um yeah but the question that they pose and this is dev discussion number 52 posted the link in chat uh what are your favorite and least favorite boss mechanics for small and large group content in MMORPGs? Do you have any memorable fights? And if so, what made them special? Now, as always, chat, you are more than welcome. Chat, as I refer to for the podcast or the people that are here live over here on Twitch when we do this. But um, you know, whether you see this later or you're here now, definitely want to know what some of your your y'all's feedback is. Um, i'll give mine i'll save mine for last it was actually something i posted on on their their twitter last week um kind of kind of felt inclined to do so but gentlemen what, what are some of your your answers to that question or those questions
0: i would say like for me and this is probably because it was my first like real raiding experience because i didn't really raid in say EverQuest or like Ultima Online. I don't know that there was really any raid content in Ultima Online, if I remember correctly. Um, but my first experience, like the first time I hit like the big three in Vanilla WoW, it was Onyxia, um, Ragnaros, and um, in Blackwing Lair as well, the final boss there. I think those were all like really cool fights. And some of that just had to do with the scale. Um, you know, there was a bit of like, you know, lore like that was engaging about it too. But definitely the scale um of it all, um, I think was for me like the biggest thing. The mechanics weren't necessarily complicated. Um, but I do feel like, you know, they did get that right. Um, and it's like the first time you see Ragnaros rise up from the lava, you're like, Whoa, and it's just—I don't know—I just—I found that 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 like getting the scale right is good. I—I I think they got a little bit of that. I think with um with their showcase that they did, but I want to see more because I was actually—and this people are probably going to be like finding this funny—but I actually thought the Cyclops was a little small. I wanted him to be bigger and more imposing. I didn't feel like he had the scale i think he had like all the right like from a movement standpoint i think they got that right the like even like the minor like screen shake and all that i think that was good granted if you have issues with that you could turn it off but i think all of those things they got right um but generally i thought the scale was not as big as i thought it might should be especially being like the first boss they were showcasing but in general like mechanics that i like really like is like anything that keeps um people like engaged in terms of coordination like i can't remember the name of the boss there was one boss in the expansion prior to the current one for wow where it was like a dance move that you had to do Was like you had to move in certain ways and if you got all the movements right, then you've got a buff. If you didn't, you just got damaged. So I just thought again, like it's just a way to kind of break up the standard, you know, mechanics is just doing something different and giving you a chance to be engaged and coordinated. Um, those would probably be like what I would say I'd like the mechanics. But as far as memorable, definitely like the final boss and Blackwing layer, Molten Core, um, as well as Anixia was like for me, like the big, um, the big impression once, and probably because they were some of my first real writing experiences.
2: There's mm-hmm. also an important factor, I think, too, what yeah. what hits you in the nostalgia a bit too. Why did it stand yeah, out? I
0: mean, it's definitely like it's your first one, right? You always remember the, yeah. the first.
2: What about you are,
3: Well, I don't know about you guys, but I feel always feel like the my go to for boss mechanics and boss fighting is monster hunter. Wait, what? Like the Monster Hunter.
1: Oh Monster, monster hunter. hunter. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like the, that's the way you've like versed the creatures depending on how you beat the boss, like the the large beast. Like if you take its tail out, like the uh, Lycarus, like uh Lakaris, like that that is insane. Like you could, you're versing it in the water or you can it on land, you've got to have like the certain resistances. You take off yeah. its tail, it will become in a different state. But what really amazed me in that game was um there's a monster that I I couldn't remember what it called so I had to Google it. It was uh called uh, Duran Moran, so it's basically a giant sand whale almost, and you have to get on a, a sand boat and like attack it from the side, and like there's only like a four or five person people that have to group together to take this thing on. Like you shoot cannons at it, weaken it, and then you jump on it and then you start attacking it absolutely insane and i absolutely loved it like that's my first experience of like finding a large boss on i think that was on the um uh, wii u i think i was on but yeah i actually loved that like just the way like depending on ha- what part of the monster you take out first will depend on how it attacks you next so you have to think and it also gives you certain resources if you break its tail it'll give you like its tail piece it'll give you like and you need that for armor so like all these different mechanics depending on what you took out will make it harder or easier but it'll also give you the resource that you needed so you have to make these sort of choices on the fly Mm -hmm. but then you also have to work out what weapons you're using what resistances you need um and in what ads is it and it's a favorite environment like all these sort of things that you need to watch out for and when you're looking into boss battles into other games that's what i look forward to as well like is for example, is the cyclops in its favorite environment? Um, its a weapon. If you take out its weapon, is it now a different type of raid boss? Like, it's more of a charging creature or a slamming creature instead of a healing. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, there's no more ads anymore because no more mushroom spores. Like, all these. That's what I really liked about the cyclops one because it brought me back to that sort of Monster Hunter feel of there's multiple things that you can take away from this boss to make it feel different and unique. So what I'm hoping for is like what happens if you versus Cyclops out of the forest or like out of its favorite domain, is it stronger, weaker, or, um, do you get less resources from it? Like that's what I was hoping for as well. Like if we take out the tree, for, if we don't take out the tree, but take out the Cyclops while we, the tree's down, do we get like extra loot scenario where it's like, now the tree's here, you can get like a legendary, uh, not like a master woodcutter to come along and cut it down no, man, and then yeah. they get that, you know, like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Cause like, it wasn't like a dead tree, though. It was a living tree. as soon as he placed it down, the roots started um, going out. So it's still alive. Yeah. So it's still—it's not like dead water or anything. So you can probably still use it for like um, a boat, like crafting boats or carriages or something. Like, oh,
2: that's—you you know—it's know, it's the, the, there's there's like subtext to all this that I hope you all are picking up on with him, it's important that you catch it. What he's not telling you is that, remember last time, how he talked about the the tree is probably some gift from the ancients, how they've done stuff good. Yeah. What he's doing, you see, along with all the great stuff he's telling us, is there's subtext here that he's not specifically tying in for you, but subtly he wants you to make sure that you're aware of his perspective, which is, ancients are just misunderstood look there's a living tree it's still alive it rooted itself it wants to live and here we are coming along taking it out right yeah. i just want to say that you all got to be careful okay. man because that's how it gets you this is how how those like dark and ominous plans from a cult leader sort a trickle in to the innocent bystander what's going on daedalus i feel like there's something it going takes
0: on takes one and yeah i mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad you were able to like like you know, internalize your monologue and or externalize <laughs> your monologue, right? You know, because it seems like you caught on to this dark plan, you know. While the rest of I'm us just looking
1: out for know, the hoes that's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but one one thing I will say about what Armin said was, which was I thought was really cool. Yeah, I do like that. And actually, I was thinking too. They fought him in winter. What happens if they oh, yeah. fight him in spring? Right? Yes. does He become more powerful. Does he drop better loot? I I love that. I love, you know, the fact that, um, again, like there's certain aspects you can, like, you know, make a choice about, and it's a different fight. I think that would make, um, it's kind of like what we talked about before, right, with Ulduar and the hard modes, right, you can press a button for Mimaran, for example, right, and get a different, kind of a different experience and maybe get potentially better loot, right, so. I think those are the kind of things that I think would make boss fights interesting and make you want to go back again, yeah. right? Because the one thing about WoW, like at the end of the day, right? The only reason to go to go back, and that's with any MMO really, right? Is that you're going to do the same experience. You're going to do the same kind of moves. It's not really going to be dynamic because you just want to, you know, get, you know, pray to the RNG gods and hope you'll get a loot drop than you want. I'm not going to say Ashes is going to be much different in that respect, but I do feel like there's some potential for them to like tweak the bosses um, Mm -hmm. like they have talked about to make it almost like a different and interesting experience. Not so vastly different that it's like, you're almost like relearning a boss, but enough where it's like, Oh, hey, he's doing this this time. We need to like react this way, and it's almost like an in the moment kind of improv. That would, I think, make it interesting uh, as well.
3: Like, like for example, like what if you could like place like certain items in the world? For example, like if you could place like glass or sand or something, and get like mm-hmm. a fire Drake or fire dragon to use a scorch breath on it, so that way it mm-hmm. changes the item for you. So now it's like a obsidian. Like these sort of things that I'm, I'm thinking, like. Using their attacks as like a a enchantment or like a crafting mechanic that you can only get uniquely during that boss fight. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's why I was talking about like the the tree itself, like these these resources that could get you could get uniquely not just from defeating the boss, but how you defeat the boss. So like if you don't take out its weapon, you might be able to use that weapon for something else. Yeah, how you defeat
2: him, and then like you have the right people there to like potentially harvest said materials if they're left behind, like yeah. the tree is a perfect example of that. So my examples, I'm a basically just going to say it. I mean, Daedalus hit on it, right? Like old war, old war was a great to me, old war in world of Warcraft, wrath of the Lich King. You have never experienced it to me. That was, that was the, the point of revolutionizing or really propelling the genre forward. And they stopped. They did war and then it never happened again. And Dol war was literally like this. Like, so Daylist mentioned you could do the Memoron fight, you press a button, and now a hard mode's engaged. So what they had was hard modes, right? The hard modes. So you had basically two things, right? You didn't have a heroic version, you didn't have a raid finder, you didn't have mythic, you 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 had old war. You had either 10 or you had 25 player, right? biggest biggest change there is like numbers game but but either one when you're doing it there was a load like a boatload of achievements tied to that to that thinking raid man some you can only get in 10 person some you some you can only get in 25 and some of them were different in each place but either way you went you had just you just had old war but the beauty of it was there was no let me go on ahead and do like a heroic version or any of that there was none of that majority of it was you want a different fight engage the boss in specific ways and it didn't tell you the, the the raid didn't tell you what that was or how to do that and that wasn't the deal right you literally now obviously later on people figured it out right everybody knew what it was there were guides on it but flame leviathan right He had turrets he had all these different abilities so every boss it was like okay you got the boss now depending on how you approach this fight and what you choose to do under certain conditions is going to determine how this plays out whether the damage gets cranked up on you whether you gotta deal with more ads, whether you know there's an enrage or or whatever, right? And I mean the fight become became a lot harder if you chose, and it usually meant that you know you didn't kill the ads or like you destroyed one part of the boss, right? And left the others. And and that would like kind of like sort of trigger this hard mode. And and it was, it was a lot harder. But it wasn't, but the, the thing that was cool about that was like that felt very organic. It it made a lot of sense. Like, you know, the life is like that, isn't it? Life is difficult based on how you choose what your choices are, you know, and the conditions can change as a result of that. And that was exactly what that that raid was like. And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. Like this felt like the genre was going forward. And then we never saw hard modes again. That was it. It was you know, beyond that it was okay, we're going, you got heroic modes and you got mythic modes. And but for raids, yeah. it there was no there was no more hard modes. That never happened. Um and yeah. that to I me was and, like
3: you and I agree. Yeah. You and yeah. I agree on the organic way of doing hard mode and like the choosing the difficulty, like doing it organically in the mission and not just like absolutely doing a selective uh, uh hard mode, you know, like yeah. Have it be
0: like a cue thing as opposed to like with no real thought I, and i think actually something you said to him and something Armor Sol said as well like made me think of like what was really like would be a good way to differentiate the fights as well Is honestly it's like based on choices and like similar to like how the achievements were in like games like wow where you got a special title if you you know beat the boss in a certain way i kind of feel like that could also be like a way to i don't want to say trigger certain loot but i think because that might be a little irritating um but maybe it's like it gives you like like you were saying before maybe different types of resources or a different mix of resources or something or a special title or, or something like that i mean i think there's a lot of different ways you can make things memorable and 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 doing it based on player agency i think is what we're all kind of really trying to sum up here is best and by agency not like you know something like automatic or systematic it's just agency in terms of dynamically in the fight itself
2: Yeah, absolutely i mean you know some of the things that like Armored Cell so was talking about with like Monster Hunter. What was that other game too? It was called I uh, oh got Daunt on Daunt on Dauntless or
3: Dauntless. It? Yeah, Dauntless. Dauntless. it was basically um, yeah, yeah. It's like the PC version, yeah.
2: Which you know those types of games like they're they're really cool because there's sort of well, V Rising does it too, right? Like V Rising sort of has this sort of yeah. like harder mode engagement. It's a survival game, which I'll be doing after this. If anybody's curious, i don't know. I'll be fighting bosses, but that's one Daedalus was talking about at the beginning as well it is you go and fight bosses and depending on how many people are there, like there's no, there's no like notification on your screen. Like, Hey, there's X amount of people here. Shit's going to get different. <laughs> Things are changing. You know, it's not going to be the same fight you had when it was just you versus the boss. Personally, when i go and i solo the bosses it's easier for me a lot easier when you do it in a group it's harder you know because you got people falling down you know you try to maybe get them up and you might get really injured in the process like there's all kinds of circumstances but the boss fights themselves the difficulty changes the mechanics change depending on how many people are there when you got a lot more people there like there's a lot more going on
3: yeah, a yeah. lot more ads get yeah. spawned and everything. Yeah, yeah. And then you got to work out if you should attack him now because it's like halfway through the night and you might not mm. be able to make it. And you also got to work out whether or not you're on the same route as the uh, the vampire hunter, which he's a dick. And that's When you take up and he just pops up and fucking just kills you, I'm just like, God damn!
0: <laughs> you know yeah. what I did? Like the other day, I saw that vampire hunter. And I usually just like, you know, run by and be mm-hmm. like, OK, I'll just they'll, they'll leash. But there was one day I'm like, you know what? I'm one shot, one killed this. Mm-hmm. And so I just I just took her to school.
2: Oh, yeah, Jade, okay, this, Jade, the vampire hunter, right?
0: Jade. yeah Jade. I mean, I yeah. totally out leveled her, but I just remember all those times leveling yeah. up in the first time. The second time God, I was dude. smart enough to be like, oh, I'm not going to, you know mess with that until i'm ready but uh yeah definitely jade walks yeah. by my place every now and then i'm like you know what i'm just i'm just gonna take her to school today
2: what's the other yeah. one there's the dude too he's like the oh
0: nix the nightmare and
2: cursed forest oh that dude yeah okay well we're getting off topic here i'm gonna try to it yeah, back but yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they do a good job That's
0: thanks my bad sticks, yeah, yeah. They,
2: they do a good job with that game but the, the thing i was like talking about was like along the way when we get to the end I feel like that's the thing that's gonna still be a hard time for me is like what's gonna be the replayability when you get when you complete everything because MMORPGs have expansions you know if you want people to continue playing a game and not treat it like a you know like a one-shotter then you kind of gotta have some replayability because I'm not one at least personally I'm not one that's like I'm gonna go play the same thing over and over again and keep doing that like I can't do it I can't. I don't like it. It'll have
0: to be like a long period of time before I'll replay something, just because yeah. like, oh, hey, I remember that it was fun and mm-hmm. so on, or there's a sequel coming up, and I wanted to get up to speed on the story or something like that.
2: True. Man, but memorable fights, you know? I mean, interesting mechanics. To me, like, the uh, Old War situation is a really, really good example of, like, the kind of mechanics. So what I even told Intrepid in the Twitter post was, like, you know that was a point from my perspective where world of warcraft had the opportunity to really propel the genre forward and as a result it was like here's a taste of what could be but never will be again and then i didn't see any other mmos that really took that and sort of was like ah oh they didn't do it but this would be a really great thing to for us to do because i could tell you if if more MMORPGs had those types of mechanics. Uh, I'd probably play more MMOs right now, even because that would be fun and interesting, you know, mm. real talk. It it had the opportunity to just, I don't know. I'm not gonna say revolutionized, but absolutely propel things forward, you know? And I, I think that's like one of the things that's missing. So what I told them was like, I hope that intrepid will sort of take a page from the playbook and, you know, you know, take that as inspiration for, for an opportunity they didn't capitalize on because they could have capitalized on that man like hardcore and they just left it in the wind man moved on feels bad but anyway um but as far as memorable fights what are some of your most memorable fights i know Daedalus, you kind of hinted on this already I'm um, in regard to like some of your your earliest rating experiences so do you feel like that's what some of your most memorable fights are or those like first sort of experiences or do you think that there are some other aspects of a boss fights that tend to become very memorable for you and then like you know what's the difference in that for
3: you
0: yeah i mean i think those probably like the first ones are like the ones that stick out in my mind i mean i was just thinking like other games that i played i didn't really necessarily do a lot of rating like outside of say like World of Warcraft and I know that's definitely like a missed opportunity with like some of the other MMOs that I've mm-hmm. played it just didn't for whatever reason they just didn't have the longevity with my play group um as say WoW did um but yeah I think in in general it was it was uh it was those that kind of stood out for me outside of MMOs I mean there's like you know there's definitely a few there I think God of War has some great boss fights like both God of Wars actually Um, but again that I mean I'm like I I kind of even though like boss mechanics like it's kind of more in in general I guess the question is about boss mechanics I I kind of you know stuck with um, like what I've seen in MMOs that have really worked Uh, and generally it's going to be that um, you know uh, for me it's like just like really making sure that the battle itself is epic and there's a lot of little details like mechanics is definitely like variety of mechanics everybody kind of has a role in some level right you really have to put some thought into doing it without going like too crazy like i've been in some raid groups where it's like the damn raid explanation is longer than the actual fight right i mean (laughs) i don't want to get it down i don't want to get to that level because that's like for me that's a fun killer right away yes like people should come to the raid prepared and so i i hope that there's like at least something where the fights like you understand the fights intuitively more or less but it's not necessarily like that it's easy mode right you still say okay i need to this is coming. I avoid this, right? This is happening. I need to do that, you know, as my class role. So I feel like that I would rather have like an experience like that where you have to have more awareness versus going and reading the guide and then regurgitating it for your
3: raid group.
2: Yeah, I definitely feel that, man. What about you, Armored Cell?
3: So what was the question again? The question was what makes
2: what makes fights memorable? Like you know, in in, in regard to like yeah. what makes them stand out, special for you.
3: Um, what makes them memorable for me? I think what makes them memorable is makes me feel frustrated, and want to go back at it again.
1: You okay. I mean? like
3: when it slaps you down, like when it slaps you down and be like, "I'm not going to be that easy for you. You got you got to work for it. You're not you're not prepared. You're not prepared for it." Like something that really pissed me off. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back. At I'm gonna just spend ten hours of my life trying to make sure I can get this bloody thing. You look up guides, you look up all these things, and it just doesn't help you. And you just keep grinding and grinding until you like feels like you're hitting, hitting your head on the wall. And then eventually you get through it, and then that's that's the memorable thing. I'm like, you feel a sense of achievement that you've managed to beat this thing, even though guides weren't helping you. You, you like you worked out like there was some some sort of mechanic that you were missing, or like some sort of uh part kind of the boss that you just weren't quite getting. Yeah. Like where it be the the movement, the uh the sword swings, the the attacks, like maybe you were standing <laughs> in the wrong spot at the wrong time and you just didn't realize it. Or maybe it was simple simply the fact that you didn't realize there was a parry mechanic in the game. Either was either way. These sort of things that are like makes it feel like an it's an actual achievement, not just a um okay you're you're just a big dude with a lot of health and i can just move out of your way and just hit smack you a few times but when it's when it's uniquely hard and it challenges you on a like a, a gamer level and not just a a health pool that's what makes yeah. it memorable for me i agree when it, becomes an, it feels like an achievement where it's actually fun to play and like that's sort of like we, we all like a challenge, right? We don't want to have like go into a game and play like an easy, easy. It's like some people like a relaxed setting game, but like if you're perversing like boss and stuff, you obviously don't want to be on the easiest setting because it's not fun. Like, right. this ain't a boss. I just it. Like, how's that a boss? You, if it's a boss, you want it to feel like a boss, you want it to make you make you feel insignificant, and when you beat it, you want it to feel like you're taking his position. And I feel yeah. like that's, that, that's what makes it memorable for me. Yeah, I know. Yeah.
0: I I hope Intrepid's like, well, there's no story mode in, in Vera.
2: <laughs> yeah, right?
3: <laughs> you make your own story, man. You make your own story. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, I just like I I think, you know, there's some <laughs> back and forth in chat, but definitely I feel like, for me, the most fun experiences is going, let's let's go in there and let's see what happens, you know. and It's not nef- I mean, prep to a point, right? And I feel like It is fun, like even if you're wiping and whatnot, it is fun if you have a team of people that's focused and engaged, right? Having fun, but focused and engaged. And I think that's the differentiator for me because I've been in plenty of raid groups like on all ends of the spectrum. And when it gets most frustrating, isn't just because of the, you know, maybe not being able to get the boss down, it's like, you've got people that just aren't paying attention, aren't raid aware and i think that's to me like where i feel like that's going to be something that intrepid is really trying to drive in everybody is just saying hey you, this is raid awareness is going to be important more so important than say like you know in other games where there's like a raid finder version that you can like afk in and still get loot i mean let's let's be real right i mean the that cheapens the experience for everyone um by making it and and <laughs> I mean I'm generally more of a casual player than a hardcore player, but I just mm-hmm. I don't like when you dumb down content.
2: Yeah. Um yeah. It'd be challenging for a reason. That, like
0: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, like a casual player can still spend like a couple of hours like trying to take down a boss, you know. I mean, I think that in my opinion is is um is viable they can not spend like eight hours a week rating yeah but you know you can you can have like a you know there there could be all types of content that could still be challenging but still could be done in a relatively short period of time once you get the mechanics down um so yeah i do feel like at least what intrepid is saying now it's like you know when the rubber meets the road we'll see but I do feel like that's
3: that's something that they've already said they want to really shoot for, is that type mm. of experience. So what you're saying is you don't want any autoplay feature in this <laughs> game at all? You, you don't want to click a button this, you know, autoplay yeah. the game or you go a coffee and go cook a brisket or something, you know, just leave the game. Yeah, that,
0: that like maddens me <laughs> when I have those. Like I played... What was it? I think uh, wasn't it Diablo Moral did that where oh, you could like whoa, click what something?
1: are you doing, bro? What are you doing? This is a what are you doing to the space, bro? You just said that out loud. God bless. I Sorry, did, but they
0: Sorry. not the play feature, man. I mean, oh, come on, really? Like oh, if the God, game is dirty. that freaking boring, you know, don't make it. Like like don't put an autoplay feature because people don't like, you know, want to AFK and get their loot.
2: Just kind of feeling a little dirty and grimy. All of a sudden, what the hell just happened. How can that happen?
0: Trauma. Yeah, the no, I'm the just blizzard rolled in. <laughs> That's what happened.
2: <laughs> people are like, "Why don't you give Diablo Four a shot?" And I'm like, "No, because it's made by the same people who chose to do that." Yeah, it doesn't matter if they're not I doing that there. Time. It's still you chose to do that. So I'm sure Diablo Four will be a great time. But you know what? Here's here's a great example of this is nah. Uh, This is I'm I'm not saying I'm fond of the fact this happened. I'm just saying it's memorable because people do things and sometimes we don't agree with it. And even though at the time it could be like, bro, what are you doing? You just now look back on it and laugh a little bit. So um, there's a buddy of mine. I actually got a message from him today and what a better way to sort of like frame an experience of something that's kind of fun. They just sort of talk about him. Now, back in the day, I played World of Warcraft and he he was only 16. He was like one of the few people I let in the guild, but he still was, he still played like he was 16, right? And what does that mean? Well, not every 16 year old is going to play like this. Sometimes they just don't give a damn about anybody but themselves. And he did a good job most of the time, right? But to be fair, he was an actual loot ninja to pugs. And we had to have a conversation about it after. But what he did was, do you guys remember that place? It was on the island. It was in Cata. It was a PVP island. What was it called? Uh, what was it called? Damn it. It's the prison or whatever. It oh, yeah. Held in comparison that. to Wintergrass. But but right, anyway, right. that one. He used to go and he would, he would form pug groups. told Barad, thank you. Thank you, Serena. Oh, my gosh feel dirty clip well there you go thank you alfina keeping the content fresh but basically what happened was he would go and i got dms from random people but he would go and he would get a bunch of people together <laughs> and he would uh he would have it set to need before greed and begin doing all the fights and right before the last boss he'd switch it to master looter or sorry, right before the fights all started. So he would get people in there and then they'd start the first boss. He'd flip it to Master Looter right before it started so that like no one really noticed because they were all focusing on the boss. And at the end, he'd take what he wanted and he'd dip. And, you know, Ricky, I love you, man, but his name was Nightfuck. Literally
1: was his name he was a dk he also got
2: nicknamed one shot at one point because he actually got one shot as a tank nice cream was here back in the day she might remember that if, if she was watching then i don't know but literally he would do this and i was like bro but it, what made me think of that as like a memory was because he hit me up today he's a grown man now a young a young adult at this point and it was over 10 years ago and he was like bro we've known each other 10 years She sent me this like message today and I was like, Oh my God, dude. Nice to see you growing up my friend. (laughs) Like, but also I just remembered that. And so it's been in my mind and I was like, and it's a great segue into talking about some of the things on the Q and a because there's a a particular note that's on there. Shall I, shall I speak it real quick? Will it be possible to kick a player from a party array just before killing a boss to deny them their share of the loot. Hard answer. There we go. Yes. It would be possible to remove someone from your party prior to acquiring loot. However, this game relies on social interaction. A reputation is important. Future parties will likely not join a player like that if it comes known. Perfect moral of the story is people will remember you if you do these things. And in a game like Ashes. You ain't gonna be running around when this game launches with a bazillion alts that can do in-game content, right? You're not gonna be able to hide on another character that easily, especially in the beginning.
3: So you say not easily, but you, it is possible. It is of course Have possible. You already listened to this
0: Sim Sim's already got. He's laying out his plan. He's already laying out his plan,
1: guys. I'm trying. I'm not, to I heard heart that heart. question. I'm like,
0: really though really i mean Come on.
1: i know Was
0: it him to ask the question?
1: You know, that was one of the questions that the community asked on the freaking forums bro and it was one of the questions that were answered i'm like i kind of feel like don't know that i really want this question to be one you you all like choose to answer yeah them. exactly it's like oh
2: yeah waiting on mutiny guilds to pop up right
0: yeah i mean honestly <laughs> it's like yeah i just i don't know I guess I can understand if somebody's being, like, (laughs) a tool and you want to deny them. But, I mean, that stuff happened in WoW, and it was, like, not, like, it was, in my opinion, I think that's just, that's just stooping to the same level as somebody that's being, like, a turd. If you're going to kick them, kick them before the boss fight starts. I don't know.
2: The question is, how fast can S'morg kick everyone from the raid? Do you think he has the skills to make a macro that kicks everyone really quickly in the last seconds, so as only he is left? Well, you can't macro in ashes per them, anyway. So, not that I'm not that, uh, not that
0: he's tested it out or anything.
2: <laughs> but. I haven't at this time. I'm See if that I'll happens
0: leave. and the sandal will come down from the <laughs> heavens, crash to the roof, Dude, and just like
2: yeah. Bro, I got fear. Are you kidding me? I can't step out of lines. The, the old Stan- sandalord himself, Stephen Sharif will drop it on me in game. He's already like, you know, actually what he said was he, you know, wouldn't it be funny if at the at the at the peak of his Gaming experience in front of everybody because I stream. Wouldn't it be funny if something came along and just took the loot from him, all because I no. admitted to their failure <laughs> with the boss design, okay? Or not having loot in the game. So my
0: whenever it happens, my friend, I just want you to know one thing. What's that? I hope Alfina is there to clip
3: it.
2: Of course, she'll be there to clip it. Are you kidding me? And probably another dozen plus people will clip it because it'll be like it's it's our moment. Who made the clip that and was borrowed? Somebody
0: makes a YouTube video and like remixes it or something. Shit,
2: man, kidding me. But there's a lot of great experiences in rating, man. I mean, honestly, to me, it really at the end of the day is is always about those moments where, as a community, as a group. You're working together, you know, people are doing their job, people are listening to the raid leadership, you know, people are on their A game, and you're going into that boss that you fought over and over and over, and you're trying to get him down, you got close, you haven't quite gotten there, Armored Cell, perfect example, has taken it to the face a bazillion times, but he keeps going back for more, because he wants to be able to accomplish it, and then the moment happens, mm-hmm. and your group as a community you accomplish that 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 is the good stuff so when people are like i've never done an mmorpg before i'm low i'm going homies i've done pvp in games right like like you know shooters or mobas those are good experiences don't get me wrong right but there's something almost magical about an mmorpg raid experience where you're in a community that is working on progression and you go in there and you work and you work and you work and you do it. And you finally get it and everybody's screaming and they're excited and they're happy. And that is like a high, man, There's a that's a rush. Like that keeps you coming back for more. That's the good stuff. Not the stuff my buddy did back in WoW. That's not the good stuff, right? Making choices, friends. Okay, another interesting question, which I'm going, what are we doing here? Can we hit our party mate to wake them up from slumber if both are flagged? You know what this sounds like?
0: It's like, can we exploit in the game? (laughs) Come on, really? Screen these questions. This is like almost as bad as what is a node?
1: (laughs) (laughs) What is a
2: node? Their answer was not your party mate, since you cannot fly against your party members. Who can you flag against under certain conditions that are community members of your own? Your guildmates, if they're part of a different node citizenship, right? During node wars, that can happen. That is possible. You can fight your own guild members under those conditions, but not in these situations, right? He also said, in addition, you know, you can interact with breaking sleep. In addition, there will be other spells that can be cast to break enchantments like sleep, for example. Is good, good to hear. Not a shocker considering we've seen the type of um abilities that they're planning to like sort of incorporate into you know NPCs and AI and everything. This is sort of like piggybacking off of what I said. Will there be quests that will put players against other players? Now, more specifically, we know about the event or circumstances in which you can be flagged, like I talk about, but quests. That's, that's really something they've, at least as far as I know, have actually explored. Mm, I don't know. Would it be considered? I can't remember if he said during Node Siege. No, no, no. If, ah, castle Sieges. If, if during Castle Sieges, they talked about having sort of sub events that would occur. Okay. Objectives, objective-based right. stuff. If that popped as a quest, I, I, I don't see that being a situation. But I, can, I wonder if something in the world in a world event could potentially work that way. Their answer though was, there are quests that interact with PVP. PVP is not a secondary component of the game, but rather an equitable one. Ashes of creation is a PVX game, which means that both PVE quest lines and content, as well as PVP, the world is not just filled with your friends, but also adversaries. So Trepid will provide opportunity of player friction, which may come via PVP oriented quest lines. So thoughts real quick. What are good ideas for PvP-oriented quest lines, and which ones are ones that maybe we just don't want to see? Kill the mayor. Wait, kill the mayor?
3: Yep, kill the mayor. That is a the good South idea of
2: one. Mayor.
0: Yeah. yeah that's good. Don't oh, just give I me think an achievement. I like, sabotage infrastructure or something where, like, yeah. you can exactly. go and sneak into, like, parts of uh, a know that you're not a citizen of, and, like, maybe there's, like back alley or underground ways to get there where you might have to it's not just going to be easy mode right to get into the city you might have to like fight some guards or some mini bosses in order to get there to complete an objective right and at some point your presence will get alerted to the node and or yeah the, the node and then citizens can come in and attack you i think that would be great like anything that's like I would say more, like, stru- I wouldn't say structured, but more meaningful um, would be something like that. That would be, like, really meaningful to me. Like, basic, like, kill five players. and No. I think that's, no. that's just, like, that's just lazy. Um, I don't like that. Or do X amount of damage to players. I think yeah. it's got to be objective-based. It's got to be achievement-based. There's got to be, like, interesting quests, and i actually like the idea of interactions between like npc factions i think would be good so who you choose to ally yourself with so you're like on the dark overlords side like these two guys Mm -hmm. here and then like you're on then there's the light side where you've got the the bard the handsome bard like that's before you here you know getting ready to strum his guitar and inspire his, his allies to take out the dark overlords. I mean, you've got that.
1: Howard, Cell bro. What? Get... What's going on? You're just going to let him talk that way. <laughs>
0: Not that I'm oh. saying we're aligned. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> he's like, I'm agreeing with him. Yeah. It's, it's all good. But no, I mean, I, I think there, that is where you have a, like a meaningful conflict, right? Because there's yeah. something that you have a stake in. And I think that's a lot of where I see it not happening in other games I mean, at some level some might I, I mean I can't think of anything recently other than say Dark Age of Camelot when you had yeah. you know the realm versus realm combat where there was like objectives to do I'm sure there's like there's other like mini experiences like in you know that Blizzard game you had like um, uh, what was it uh, you, you had the raid where you but again that got pretty repetitive right yeah. where you had to kill together factions like boss and in, in that yeah. particular thing um you know so i think that it would be something that i think um would be a great opportunity for them to do really unique quests um it could be something as simple as delivering a message into enemy territory or it could be like i was saying like sabotaging something um the relic piece they've already talked about right you could potentially steal a relic Um and take that out. So I think there's all sorts of like opportunities there to make that truly unique and interesting. Um yeah, I I wouldn't have expected any other answer than what they gave is like, is are some quests gonna pitch you against players? One thing that New World did, and I would say again, it got repetitive and it got mm, I would say uh there was a high burnout because they didn't really get the pacing right was when towns switched hands, you would kind of like the way the strategy was like I don't know if it's changed now, but the strategy back in the day was you get a bunch of people together, you kind of move as a group, you take out certain PvP quests to flip a town, and then it can be taken over and you might get stopped by like the opposing faction running it. So I think maybe there's that too. Well it's not necessarily like within the node itself. It might be answer ancillary objectives maybe in a um, a vassal of a node or something like that that would be like other ways where I think they can do it where it's not just contained there's strategy and travel time required as well.
2: With light barred bullshit clip and chat. What's this, huh?
0: What
1: is this? <laughs> what is this? <laughs> what the hell's oh, going on? I'm <laughs> back! <laughs>
2: um,
3: one of the questions I'm hoping for is like some sort of forgery quest where like you can forge like certain documents You know how like mayors can pass like certain bills or like um I'm hoping like someone can like do some forgery and put it in there and be like, hey, make the military slightly weaker and put it all into like farming or something. And then no more happens and it's like, hey, who did this? Why is this a thing? It's like, well, you're the mayor, you're the one that signed it. (laughs)
2: That's that's actually a really good idea for like some sort of sabotage, right? Because they talked about it being in the game. So I mean
3: yeah, there are, there is sabotages in the game, right? And there's mm-hmm. like spies and yeah, like...
2: and espionage. Yeah. yeah. So i, I can can both... for I mean, my is... point,
3: by the way. Yeah, so if if there is sabotage, I hope there's like Shit. I don't want to say like CSI, <laughs> but like true. how how do you be able to prove the mayor's innocence? Right? There's got to be some sort of like. Way to say, hey! This is actually a forgery, but your skill level has to be a book like record sort of, of, a of some bit. sort,
2: maybe scribe yeah, yeah. This of a feels like thing.
3: a plot of any of the leverage. No, uh, <laughs> to <me. So> I <laughs> actually, I actually
0: kind of like that.
2: Oh, okay. Do you now? He's coming over to your side. See this?
0: Yeah, because it's it's good people putting uh, bad people like in a bad way. Oh,
2: that's,
1: right. that's,
3: yeah. that's, that's yeah,
0: what that's people right. in the light do, Sim. Okay, I know that. I remember.
3: But then what you do is you you pay that's off the time guys when I was paladin. like, hey. Even though you find the evidence an <laughs> innocent, say you didn't.
1: Yeah. What
2: I I kind of feel I kind of feel like this from freaking Wow these days, honestly, a little bit. You know. Yeah. Only, only it was my chat that turned
3: me. <laughs> I think they they all see the real you in you no, that's not what that yourself. is. No, like, no, You are going to step into your like step out of your shell and be the. And no, you be. that's not what that yeah. is. No. He,
0: he wears the cloak of the Herald, but I don't
3: think so.
2: <laughs> the cloak of the Herald.
3: You, you, wait, where's your cloak? You have a cloak.
2: I don't have a cloak. He, he does. I. There's I, dark yeah. ominous things he does. Hey, hey, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. do I don't know.
0: See, no, <laughs> no, no, no. See, Strider was a hero. He wore a cloak. I mean, See, I'm like, just think of me like yeah, Strider a... in
3: Vera.
2: I mean, it's definitely but a cool story.
3: I could have sworn I just heard him say that Ashen Herald has a cloak. Yeah. Did he I does. get it wrong? Well, mean,
2: did you? It's on. It's on the yeah, shirt. Did you not see
0: it's it on, on my here? shirt? Yeah. See? Yeah, and then God, he's got it. the light behind him, illuminating his soul. Is illuminated?
2: No, that's an explosion from something that he set on fire and walked away from. Mm,
0: <laughs> you
2: know. see,
0: looks it, like a phoenix. It takes bad people to come to bad conclusions. Is all I'm saying.
1: Next
2: question. Will there be custom respawn points that can be placed by players in the open world? What's up with these questions? Exploit one, exploit two, exploit (laughs) 3 i I'm on three in in the
1: whole set of questions. We're on the third. (laughs) Can we exploit in some way question?
0: Yeah. Can can I just like put my custom respawn point in a town so that I can kill the mayor repeatedly? I mean.
2: (laughs) (laughs) This is a sabotage (laughs) Q&A, man. Their their next question was, since travel times are important, what are, what is there to s- distract you from, you know, going straight to your objectives? Is threat and opportunity come both or both come in different forms. There is experience based on exploration and treasure hunting. So that is interesting. We haven't gotten a lot about treasure hunting. No. And I do like exploration XP in a game. I don't like it when it's like, oh, I can max level just by exploring the whole world. Like, mm. That's a little much, but it's nice when it supplements and gives you that little extra sort of bump, especially on a brand new character
0: i I feel like I'm totally screwed with my gamer a d d if I see something what's mm-hmm. that over there? I gotta go explore that, yeah, so probably any anything that we're doing that's organized as a group, we might have to have a fluid start time <laughs> if I'm sitting there looking at everything.
3: <laughs> If anyone had that problem where they played Skyrim and they were, like, too high level for the bosses because they did every side quest before the main quest, I think you're going to have a problem.
2: Dude, I I feel like I'm just going to be, like... I am
3: in most open world games.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm going to literally run the group and every time we're, like, done with something, I'm going to be like, you're going to hear me multiple times go, stay the course, stay the course, stay the course. Daedalus, you're going to know that's for you.
0: (laughs) Like I'm sitting here playing uh, Spider Man like uh, right now, and I'm like, what did I do? I did one mission in the main story, and I've literally gone and cleared out all the collectibles. Oh my That's god! Like, for the first round of collectibles, I'm like, well, Dang, let me dude. just do this one backpack and do this one landmark, and then pretty soon I'm done with the entire thing. I'm like, oh, okay.
2: <laughs> Make sure Daddy Day Day. I'm gonna do the
0: story now. <laughs> Four levels
2: later. Oh my gosh. You're gonna to have to like set an alarm so you get to the raid point an hour ahead of time just to make sure.
0: No, actually I was I was pretty like meticulous about that. Uh, Not that there was anything interesting to stop you like to get to a raid and wow. Usually I was the one that was there fifteen minutes ahead of time waiting on people.
3: But it still took them an hour to get there. Yeah. Yeah.
0: People be like, Oh yeah, can 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 I go switch my skills first? I'm like Raid time started ten minutes ago. Where are you at? And oh my god, I hate
2: that. That's one of the things too, right? If you if you join a raid, don't come expecting people to do everything for you. I, dude, I hate that. That's like one of my triggers so oh, bad. Summon me? Oh gosh. Oh yeah. man, dude, bring your buff food, your your potions, whatever. Do not expect your. The people in your in your group to provide it for you, unless that's part of the deal, because everybody contributes and things are made ahead of time. Don't don't yeah. do that. Don't be that guy or gal. Man, it's a bad look. And sim sim ain't got no patience for people like that either. I'm like, you're yeah. gone. Right. No, uh, I need a day. shirt
0: made before mm-hmm. we start raiding. If you're on time, you're late. That's what I'm. <laughs> yeah. gonna say. Oh,
1: so man. what
0: we what I need to do is we need to buffer people. Say the raid starts at six forty five when it actually starts at seven. So then everybody's there at you know at seven. Yeah. Boss
2: is, yeah, boss thing. go is at seven. We we're 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 meeting at this time.
3: Yeah. Yeah. At a time. Nothing worse than someone is unpaid for the raid too. It's oh like, dude. <sighs> that's for me. Like, no, we don't. Bro. Like what, like it in Russ we a raid, There's always one dude. Wearing, like, primitive gear when we're all, like, high tech. shit. Oh, my God, what? like a fucking crossbow. I'm like, what are you doing? Get a gun. We're going to raid. Oh, array. my God. So he does it for a meme. and i are just like, no, fucking get... We just shoot him in the head and he respawns and gets a new kit.
2: Ah, dude. So many of these questions just look, looked like... I thought that question about about like you know travel times was going to be like is they're going to give us another way aside from family summons to be able to summon so we can they didn't thankfully um the double jumping for either players or mounts was a question i mean double jumping sounds fun don't get me wrong but yeah but they they said something about amountability ability jumping's been considered i'm like they didn't really answer if double jumping, right? They just said jumping has been considered as an ability. I'm guessing an yeah. extra. I'm guessing an extra like jump, like maybe
0: a yeah, boost extra, or something. Gliding like gliding mounts flip. or something
2: that'd be cool. I don't
0: I know. know like, like I, I heard that question. I kept thinking about those you know, spastic thirteen-year-olds that like to jump every time they like use their bow and wow when they're hunters. I mean, they're just probably jumping and, everywhere like, they go. Yeah, they have to jump with every shot. It's like <laughs> really just like these. Did you not? I guess you just didn't needed some sugar and you got some, and then all bets are off. I just yeah, that's not my my thing. Like I mean, I can understand like some games like you know FPSs. You're gonna do that because Ugh. it's just a a technique. But I generally like in an MMO. Really, I mean, in that case, it was a tap. Target. Mm-hmm. So it's like you jumping is not going to improve your accuracy nor just prove somebody's ability to hit you. No. So but you, know it. you know what?
1: Do you want to tell you, dude? When I played by Hunter, you're to 100...
0: do that, aren't you? Yeah,
1: I did. Yeah. I did it I mean, in arenas. <laughs> I did it because I knew people would be annoyed by it. And I was
2: just like, do, do, do. And they were just like, I was like jumping around almost like I was skipping around just because sometimes you knew it would get underneath people's skin. And I was like, emotional. Emotionally Bro. compromised, and I was like, advantage.
0: Yeah, this is one <laughs> time that I will align myself with Armored Cell because we need an intervention for your ass.
2: No, I don't do it didn't. on general like, characters, but like I'm a hunter, and wow, I did. If just that starts, and you know.
0: just know there's an intervention coming.
2: Uh, like, I mean, Alfina's
0: gonna clip it. You know, just, it's the whole family's gonna be there.
2: I mean, I'm a creature, habit. have aren't we all? I and mean, there's a chance if I make like a hunter character or range or whatever that I might have a little fun because. There's people out there that just like get emotionally compromised by it. And it's an advantage for me.
3: I think oh, it's God, like,
0: the, the catfall boots. boots. Somebody just get. Do you remember those? I do remember those. IPod? Oh, God. I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i
2: be like, all right, now for first raid, I'll be like, all right, everybody get in a circle. Now we're going to go clockwise and jump, jump. Jump with it. Like, everybody jumping in a circle. is gone offline. I'd be like, is gone offline." Um, okay, here's one. We got a few questions. We're gonna try to get these through here real quick and we'll wind this down. We got some. We got already got to like give a little bit of a preface for what we're gonna do next time, and I'm gonna keep it, keep it, uh, keep it until next time for next week for you to find out. But we got some good conversations for next week. But let's let's round these last questions off so after watching the mage yield a great sword um, i wonder if the ranger archetype will have melee oriented abilities answer was the ranger exemplified range abilities right the majority of their skill tree will focus on range but it does not preclude them from selecting melee skill rotations as part of their class kit or you can weapon swap maybe one of their other weapons is a melee weapon like a great sword right they can use for some of their build for their abilities um any thoughts on that
0: actually i like that um i think i would have to see like how it's balanced and i'm not just talking about rangers like in general for all the classes because i know they talked about like some combinations will have preferred weapons um that would be maybe most optimal but i do like the fact that there's a way to maybe make alternative builds work and i would prefer that versus being locked in. Like even if it's like a soft lock in, it's not like an actual lock in, like say like WoW, um, where you you could only use certain weapons. Um because I definitely would like want to um I want to like dual wield on as many characters as possible. I think that's for me the most fun. So just imagine having like a dual wielding mage like maybe like a spell sword or something like that. I think that would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, I, I do hope that they have that and it's still viable. I mean, it might take like a little bit more player skill to be able to pull off, but I think that would that's a great way to keep the game interesting and to give people some level of creativity and, and continue that momentum of agency.
3: I mean, like, when you're a Ranger fighter, when you think of that, you think what's well, like a real dexterous fighter, right? I guess, like so like what i'd imagine with that would be like you're, you're doing some long range abilities and then you use some sort of range ability to bring yourself like to close that gap whether mm-hmm. it be that that flip or whether you use like a grapple hook or something to like shoot at them and you pull yourself forward and then you start like, going in with your swords like that sort of gameplay i do see with like the that archetype the ranger yeah. fighter because like fighters normally close range and when you going a long range for close range, I feel like that there should be like a balance between the two. So I feel like there would be some sort of melee abilities that you can use. So if that's the sort of class they're going for, that's probably what they should be aiming for. And I actually like this like any fast class, like as you're saying, like don't worry about shields. Just go two swords or two weapons and it just feels so much better because like I you always like that. Well I always like that uh racing against a clock there's their HP versus your HP. There's no blocking, there's no evasive, there's no any other stuff is just pure damage versus damage and whoever hits highest, um wins like that's that's why i like dual, the um the dual wielding
0: yeah and i think this like along the lines of what like what you were saying like gap closures and stuff and i do feel like that that needs to be balanced with like an i win button too there's got to be like i said it's like strategy so, if you like pop that ability too early, then you, that was just a bad choice and you're going to pay for it. Right. So, I do feel like there's got to be risk and reward with those moves as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I do hope that they, you know, continue with that too. Cause I think again, right. You don't want it's a bad feeling when you have like certain abilities. I think we talked about this in other podcasts, right. Where it's like a one button win kind of scenario. I don't necessarily like that. I, Feel like you've got to have point and counterpoint, and and I think they talked about this before. Is that like every combination is going to have like their opposite, where they have a counter, right? And so there's some that you just won't be able to counter, and there's maybe some other creative ways you have to employ to avoid
3: damage or get away or what have you. Well, there's no iframes, right? For memory, there's no iframes of if the um like when you're like using your movement.
0: Yeah, I don't think they kind of played with that like a bit early on, but I don't think there's going to be iframes at this point. At least I don't recall that they're going
3: to do that. Yeah. I they were moving that. away from iframes. Yeah, because that, that's part of the risk, right? Like if you go and jump forward and then notice yep. the wizard using a lightning ball and then you just went straight into that, that's your own fault. Like, right. Yep. Like, as soon as you use that movement ability, you can't like change halfway to go in a different direction, you're you've locked them going in that direction. So I feel like that if you've got no iframes, I feel like that's part of your risk of like, okay, I'm gonna jump forward now. And he's like, all right, well, I'm gonna start using my Kamehameha and you're gonna fucking get decked. <laughs> get decked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um
2: so here here's another question about PvP and MMOs and saying that AoEs can quickly become the meta. And in more recent, MMOs solve this problem by not having the same layered AOE spell stack damage at all. What is Intrepid doing to combat AOE spam? And they, said, they said that there's a few different approaches. There's a, a vein of thought that focuses on diminishing returns, maximum number of targets, and Steven's not a fan of this one. Uh, this will likely be tested in Alpha 2. What do you all think about that?
0: i agree something needs to be done i don't know that the answer is clear i feel right. like for me i think it's like a risk versus reward if you're like having a bunch of people stack aoe, maybe the that aoe has to be channeled and so that those casters are you know more vulnerable or if you know big aoe is coming you as a certain type of player you know okay you need to get out and other types of classes come in and like pop some sort of defensive to counteract that or reflect that or something i feel like as opposed to nerfing it i think they should maybe balance it with having like um a counter to it um but i i think like in really like large raids, you can't necessarily like limit that because that potentially could be a way you handle certain types of mechanics. I know in WoW, like you had to blast a bunch of AoE to get rid of certain ads, right? And and I guess maybe that, that's something that uh, I thought they mentioned it. maybe it was this stream. It was another one that he didn't really like that idea in general either is that they can just circumvent content with a bunch of aoe maybe it was this one um but i do feel like there's gotta be like um i would rather they go the buff route than the nerf route but they might need to do a little bit of both
3: well i feel like the aoe is more like a a a of damage like it's not a direct damage it's more like a diverted damage between the multiple targets as well as like maybe some dots or a a status effect Mm-hmm. But the problem is, the status effects, like, as we've seen on the previous video, the mage is, like, you can actually, once they stack up to a certain point, then they become a, like, a higher tier status effect. Like, they have, like, for example, the frost effect, I can't remember what it was called, but I think they get, take more damage mm-hmm. from frost once they reach a certain yeah. point. Children yeah, chilled and then frozen or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Or so staggered like, and then stunned. Yeah, yeah, so if you've got, like, three mages doing the AoEs, doing those sort of status effects, and then you've got the fourth one doing the direct damage to do more damage to it. That that becomes like, is that fair play or is that not fair play to like because AoEs are normally less damage than the direct ones, but yet they they also have the I'm trying to work out whether or not they should allow the AoEs to stack their status effects on top of each yeah. other on using the same spell.
2: Yeah, the they issue should. the issue with single target versus uh, AoE stacking, for example, and like Zergs, etc is that if you have especially with what they're talking about doing with status effect stacking like that um, the problem you're going to have is like, you're going to, you're going to stack that really quick and Mm -hmm. then you're going to immediately get those sort of like benefits. So that's going to increase the damage of that AOE ability because of that stacking. But I think if they go with diminishing returns, that's going to be their best bet. Um, I know this is like, I'm not a fan of Zergs, et cetera, but my perspective is, is like, a lot of times, the reasons that Zergs are successful is because people are dumb enough to take it to the face, right? Because groups yeah. don't spread out. When you realize a Zerg is running around using Aoes, that's when you you split up and you literally single target their healers and you take out this person, this person, right? That's what you do. You know, if you know who's who's leading the, you know, like it's a known Zerg group with. You know d- sir dweedle at the at the helm who's leading the raid then you know that every time you take out sir dweedle you take out their leader you know uh ma- you know dweedle ma'am is like the healer right their best healer take out dweedle ma'am and dweedle do is dweedle d or whatever or like the other two heal- healers and you basically take them out So like if you know to take those people out every time they don't have their heels they don't have their leader now they're running around they're not even they're not in a place where they can watch to give much instruction anymore and like the, the raid falls apart right um
3: so well, a maybe lot of even if the yeah, Aos, maybe even if the AoEs can't like benefit from the status effects and only direct damage code mean that be, might be certainly that's another good
2: yeah it's yeah. another good example of something that could work well for sure
0: yeah i would i would again i would be careful of going with the nerf bat on things yes. but there's certain things that you would want to be less powerful in a PvP situation that you don't necessarily want, you know, as much of an impact in PvE. Because that's kind be, of the balance that they're gonna need to strike yeah. between the two. And I think that's something that a lot of games haven't gotten right. Yeah. Where like abilities like are just flat out like not available in one versus the other. It just it just kind of makes it depending on what type of player you are, it just makes it like a trash ability right potentially so i do feel like they need to think Man, maybe diminishing returns is the lesser of all the evils there uh, in terms of yeah. like nerfing I think that so. might be but because I, mean, I think they're definitely going to do that for stuns
2: um, yeah exactly okay. so take that philosophy and apply it to the other things where it would be applicable
0: yeah you know definitely would need something that they need to really thoroughly test though because yeah. then you're That's talking like, about yeah
2: then you're talking about like, well, uh, if we're leading or if you're a player, you need to know like, hey, we're going over these people x amount of times. I can't just keep spamming the th- same thing. we gotta we've gotta change it up too. So there's like a cost benefit analysis on both sides that people have to be mindful about. you know you've gotta be mindful of diminishing returns, right? You know, in a lot of situations, like you jump into a PvP event, you're one v one, diminishing returns are there. like I gotta know like I gotta time things act like well. I've got to have a good play, you know. I can't just go in there spamming buttons. They expect that's gonna work. And diminishing returns works against zergs that just are lazy about it and don't really have much more strategy than "follow me if you want to live, mash your button, we'll win." Like yeah.
3: that kind of lazy shit. And in and my opinion, also maybe- oh, go ahead. Yeah. sorry, um, you could also maybe have like a after you have that that live like that second status effect. After that mm. dissipates, or if it dissipates, you might get a resistance to that, mm. so you can't get spammed with it again for like a certain amount of time. I mean, yeah, So that way they can't use the exact same ability on you. Like, for example, that way you can't get stun locked, right? Mm. So, like, you can't use like you see minor stun, minor stun, and then big stun, and then they can't really do the minor stun again for like maybe two seconds, three seconds, right. or whatever. Like, it gives it a break, yeah, so they can't just keep spamming, spamming, spamming. Yep. Because right. that's, a, I think that's a real issue is the spam meta, like where it's just like, yeah, using the same one ability. But a lot of things we were talking about here is like a lot of balance. So when we go into the Alpha 2, we are going to have to, we're not, I'm not saying exploit the game, but we have to find these exploits or find these. You gotta break that it. Aren't, yeah, you gotta break it put yeah. in to fix it, right? Try to. So yeah. The,
2: that's what testing is for. Yep.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. Break it to an extent. Don't, don't, Ride that uh that exploit train all the way to the end. otherwise yeah. you're just gonna get the bad Find runner.
2: it, report it. They need to know if yeah, it's exactly a thing.
3: reporting it is key. Yeah, um, testing is fine. Like if you try to recreate it, but don't don't ride that that exploit no, train all the way to the end.
2: You're just being a douche, man. Yeah, my opinion. That's what I think. Uh, final question. And then they had another point too. Uh, the dual wield system is flexible. Will there be a reliable way to activate the weapon procs of the offhand weapon? It said dual, dual wielded weapons have a different des, uh, designated weapon skill tree that's based on the combination of dual wielded weapons. Based on the type of dual wielded weapons will determine the available procs in the weapon skill tree. Uh, you cannot rely on procs to always take effect. That is not to say that there aren't certain skills in your rotation that may have triggered a proc always trigger your uh, on your next attack. So not always guaranteed. You got to be mindful about the way those things are going to work. This is another thing of can't always spam a button and expect that it's going to go off every time because procs are procs for a reason. They're not guaranteed, right? There's a higher potential for them under certain conditions, but they're not a guarantee. Um Thoughts on that, gentlemen?
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, that makes sense to me uh that they would do that. I don't think they should have, like, a reliable way to proc something. Right. I think... Damn I mean it should there should be like a good balance between what how you build, how you use your skills and so on. It
3: shouldn't just be a guaranteed I win button, I agree. Right. Yeah, I feel like Sim really, really would like a uh proc system because he really liked it in the ESO era of his uh gaming
1: career. what what are you uh, talking what are you talking about? <laughs>
3: Wasn't there like some sort of proc in ESO that you were just absolutely loving because they just relied on the proc instead of like using any uh abilities or something? On my sork,
2: I proc crystal shards a lot and instant cast those things like like clockwork. Yeah, yeah. But I also knew that. But I also used a certain ability that was like going to give me a higher chance for that. It didn't happen every time, but I, but I built my character to where it was like like I don't know like eighty five percent of the time I got a nice little free proc out of it that was like. Yeah. So I ran around and I ran around in arenas and just would like just or what they call battlegrounds in that game and just like nearly free cast. Well, it's not free. You still use magical, but yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they they charge me and I, I blink away and just like and then and, and the blink ability would also proc it, which was always beautiful. So give me a blink one or two, wait for it to proc. Boop. Keep on moving. You can't you can't blink all the time. It'll burn your resources out, but now you know yeah. how to play your game right ah once upon a time when i played arena based pvp miss those days but final question on here is the one that uh i am quite excited about and hoping or hoping that it will be sooner than later how close are we to seeing a showcase on crafting we are pretty close but as all things that doesn't tell us a whole lot yeah. with the game development pipeline. Soon, could if be I had a months. nickel for every time, <laughs> I'd be wealthy. I would have a lot
0: of freaking nickels.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. For Steven a year a year out could be pretty close, and that's exactly right. Yeah, exactly. Remember what they said about the character creator early last year? We're gonna get this in the hands of people soon. Hi. Still here? Over over a year later. <laughs> Got anything? No, no shit. Okay.
3: Not judging, but a little upset. Not judging,
2: but one a one. little upset. <laughs> True story.
1: I'm not man. triggering
3: it or
0: anything. <laughs> how
2: do we? How do we feel? What do we think that these new cosmetics this month are going to look like? Do you think they're going to be flashy and cool, or do you think they're going to be a, uh, you know, Astel they, like last <laughs> time? No, nah, they got to be.
0: Let, let's Dude, let's the, like let's look at their track record.
2: Yeah, I mean, predominantly.
0: What's hit is there's a greater ratio of what's hit than what's missed.
2: That's
0: true. You know, Can't at the end that. of the day,
2: gotta but, have a little fun. Gotta have a little th- fun th- with it. That's them true. Is...
0: I mean, I think, like I said, I think most of it was okay. I just think the armor was a little, but yeah. I'll be honest. I think I might have bought it just for the lols.
1: No, <laughs> Central- did you?
0: <laughs> you did? No,
1: you did not. Oh, oh
0: no, you. <laughs> <laughs> Just wow. like I'm gonna, like, one day it's gonna be like totally serious. I'm gonna walk into a raid, I'm gonna be sporting that stuff. He's gonna come be to like, raid dressed
1: up like a freaking grapefruit or some shit, right? Like,
0: Jesus, I'll be just to mess with the armored cell, I'll be riding onion on mm-hmm. this stuff for today with this, the uh, order of the that's
2: so good, that's great. Oh Yeah, all I need now is an armored cell t shirt, so get that merch going, buddy, so I can get me a shirt and I can come on in here and I mean I'll probably try to dress like you with a hood at some point, but like that ain't gonna happen till summer's over. So
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, especially in Swamp Nuts USA where I'm at. (laughs) (laughs) Oh
3: god. (sighs) Now I'm in winter where I am.
2: That's true. Southern hemisphere, yeah. You are. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our show for today, everybody. It was a fun one, a good one. A lot of laughs, a lot of good times as we, we tend to enjoy. If you want to stick around for the post-show gaming, you're more than welcome to. But uh, yeah, gentlemen, why don't you shout out your domains, let people know where they can find you when you're not on the show, Daedalus?
0: Uh, you can find me on Twitter at The Ashen Herald and on YouTube, youtube.com slash The Ashen Herald.
2: And good old cult leader Armored Cell, but still has my face yes. in a hood behind him, by the way. Yeah, and he's also
3: got your little mini-you
1: on oh, his shoulder, On his too. shoulder? Oh, my God, you yeah. did not. Hold on, there is yeah, a he, doll. Is Dark
0: Sim familiar? A
1: doll. There's a doll of
2: me on a full-cloaked version of me in the background. Just want to point that out. Nobody's going to win that. we on the other
3: shoulder. We're going to uh, do Daniels on the other shoulder. <laughs> a of thing. going <laughs> on the I'm nobody's minion. Don't you go there.
0: <laughs>
2: oh, my God, dude. <laughs> Oh, that that would be a good shirt, though, wouldn't it? I'll Have to think about that. Yeah, I could be the yeah.
0: angel, and Sim could be the dark overlord. On you know, armor whose and sh- Cell's shoulders. Whose shoulder
2: are we sitting on? Though is the question.
0: Yeah. Why am I the
3: leader? I, yeah.
0: Why am I the one? Well, leader? no, you're you're in the middle <laughs> because you like you're going back and forth between uh, good and evil. You know, you're trying to see uh, the good in people, and it's ultimately evil. All
2: but, right, Armored Cell, shout out your places so people know where to find you too, buddy.
3: I'm on twitch.tv forward slash armored Cell. That's where I am. And also on uh, our little Discord. What's our Discord Uh,
2: then? Discord.gg forward slash Samorg. There we go. Yeah. And look, homies, it's always a good time here live. Uh, we might be at the end of today's show, but as always, I uh, got to remind all of you, whether you listen to the podcast, you know, watch on YouTube, um, or you manage to catch us live that you don't have to be on the round table to be a pathfinder. It's literally every one of you that is here. Stay the course with us. So much love to all of you to Intrepid Studios and until next Sunday night, have a great one, a great week, walk in the light, and we'll see you again real soon. All right, everybody. Bye for now.
3: Take care, everybody. Adios. See you next week.